Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, this is episode 416 Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, joining me as always as he's messing with them switches, Big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. I like that slow fade. Yeah, yeah. you're rocking the slow fade like pretty it. well. I like it. Pretty well. You're liking you like being the switch man. Yeah, it's fun. It's good times. It makes me makes me feel like I'm actually in radio, even though I'm not at all. Well, I mean, podcasting is like the current it's, day radio. It's the right? dollar general version of radio. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyone can do it and you don't have to have talent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh we got some wrestling talk this week. We got quite a bit of it as a matter of fact. We got some movie and toy talk. Um it's gonna be a fun episode, man. A lot of stuff to dive into. A lot of controversial stuff yes. to dive into. Do you like the controversial stuff I, these days? Controversy creates cash and I like cash breaker. Does it create cash for us? No. <laughs> We're not very controversial though. I feel like we toe the line. Well, we I think we just kind of tell like what we see and comment on it, right? Well, yeah, we don't have very controversial opinions, I guess is what it, what it is. We're going to dive into that a little bit. I think sometimes people have controversial opinions so that people will listen yeah. and, and play it and plug it and everybody gets on Twitter and yeah. comments like, hey, you suck, basically. I, I, could, I could get on here and just trash out people all day long but at the same time like most of the people we talk about i genuinely like enjoyed watching as entertainment so like sure i i I would hate for it to get around i would hate that kind of attention from people i admire one time you got some weird negative attention on twitter you remember this but that wasn't like it wasn't weird but it was like people took it as a joke literally so the more i thought about that i because we're talking about tyler breeze and the more i think about that the more i think he understood the joke but no one else understood the joke. I don't think they understood that he didn't, that he was just playing along. Right. (laughs) Right. And so like, but, and then again, I could be wrong. He could have just thought I was a dumbass because I never, I never, I never chatted with him about it. Well, that's the thing too, is you have to put it in the factor of the fact that he gets probably a a million tweets. Yes. Of people that don't make any sense. Yes. And so, but I, I feel like what I, cause it was something about how like, you know, like, 
WWE went downhill after Diesel became champion. Even the Attitude Era couldn't save it. Obviously, that's a joke, I feel like, because clearly the Attitude Era is like arguably the greatest, from a financial standpoint, the greatest era of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you listen to Jim Cornette, Diesel is the lowest producing money-drawing champion Right. That era. Well, and that's why I made that comment because I knew that it's not to me. It's not diesel's fault. The business was down. Yes. But I mean, yeah, it, obviously Stone Cold brought it back up. Right. And so I can't even remember what he said now, but he did the eye roll emoji. He was like, oh, yeah, definitely never got better after that or something. Yeah. Something and then people just kept commenting Dude, like hundreds of comments. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I think I had to tell some guy uh, it was a guy named mitch i think i was like calm down mitch i remember that yes and then what was so funny about that is i know everybody in the back got a good laugh out of that thread at wwe because like samoa joe had a tweet that was like calm down so and so aj styles had a tweet said calm down so and so and i'm like you guys are just fucking laughing at me bastards probably yeah Yeah. and so i mean it's what it is i'm glad i gave him a good chuckle you know while they're out on the road but yeah it's one of those funny things where um you could be super controversial, but I feel like that's, it's not that I've ever been like, Hey, we're not going to have an opinion. We have an opinion, but we just kind of shoot straight with what we think, you know, and not try to be, I think sometimes when you have an outlandish opinion, that's when it draws the attention. Yeah. Right? And it's, yeah, well, yeah. Out, outlandish is probably the right way to say it because it's just, I, I mean, you can say you don't like certain things, you know, cause I mean, I've, I've been on, I've said, I don't like certain, a lot of things about AEW mm-hmm. at the same time. I'm not necessarily dogging people individually. Right. And so, well, you're right. And exactly. And there's, there's things about anything that we don't like, right? Right. I mean, there's right, there's right. always elements of things where I'm not a big fan of that, but that doesn't mean you shut on the entire product completely. And yeah. like, those guys suck. They should be like Jim Cornetto. So they should be tarred and feathered. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's, it's him working. And if you don't see that, you're a moron, right? But, you know, people get ate up about it you know, absolutely. I think that's the whole thing is like that, that whole aspect of the industry people haven't realized is a work yet. Yeah. And that's where they get all riled up about it. Yeah. Um, we got some wrestling talk. I think we'll start off with that kind of that topic. Uh, so let's dive into it here. Well, let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Brinker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Bane, you had one job. Yeah, well, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll fix that and post. The people aren't even going to know what the hell happened, but I totally forgot to turn the to the main mix back up. It was quiet, and I was like, what, what the hell is happening? Oh, oh damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, uh, so we'll start off with this topic. This is kind of a, a topic in and of itself, but it leads into a whole other topic, so it'll be kind of a whole thread. John Moxley returned to AEW this past week. Yep. Looked a lot better. I yes. think it was one of those things where I didn't realize how – I guess bloated and aged up. He looked, yeah, and uh, he looked a lot healthy, a lot healthier, a lot cleaner, yeah. Um, so I was happy about that, and uh, he had a damn good promo. In fact, mm-hmm. even dropping the f bomb on live TV. Was that on live TV? I thought that was off the air. I'm pretty sure that was live TV. I don't yeah. know for sure, but yeah. I think it did happen. I mean, I I don't know, but I yeah. heard it. It did happen. That's awesome. So, um, I thought it was great. I thought he had a really good promo. He was able to mix his real life. Mm-hmm. scenario into kind of his character which i think is what we ultimately always try to do yeah and i'm happy to see him back and i'm happy that he's healthy me um, too <laughs> bully ray had an interesting take and he's on that busted open show which i mean you know what to be fair we've never talked about busted open we are now yeah maybe that's the whole goal right could be 
Um, is that on XM radio? I think so. Cause I know it's like an actual show. It's not yeah, just I, a podcast. I think so. But again, I'm not hundred percent sure. I've seen clips. I've never listened again. There's so much content out there. Right. I don't know how you could listen to everything, but he basically made the statement that he thinks John Moxley should have apologized mm-hmm. for missing that time uh, due to going to alcohol treatment. Um, which was a weird take, and I and I I was talking to you off there. I think what he meant, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but my thought was, you know, when Punk came back you know, on that episode of Rampage, he didn't apologize for being gone, but he did kind of address it, he acknowledged it, acknowledged it, like you may have been upset that I that I was gone all this time, yeah. and but I, I never felt like that he owed people an apology. No, right? I mean, no one owes anybody an apology. For instance, if if you leave your current job and get a new job, you do not owe them an apology. No, at all. You're like, no. sorry, I have to. No. Yeah. You know, this place is better for X, Y, and Z, and if you can't do that, I'm leaving. Right. You have to do what's best for you. Ultimately. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a much better scenario than him. You know, get, get serious health issues because of of alcohol dying. Or, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen. So I think that's a weird take. But I do kind of think it was uh, it was generated to get buzz, which it did. Not positive buzz for Bully yeah. Ray, but definitely negative. So a lot of people are not happy about it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm one of those myself because I, I like what the hell would he have to apologize for? Like, sorry, I tried to fix myself, guys. You know, <laughs> like that's what it's weird about, right? I, it's I, like, I, what do you want him to apologize for? Missing a few weeks of action? Get the fuck out of here! Well, I think that's the thing is he's he's thinking like you owe the uh, locker room an apology, and I'm like, okay, but. Did he apologize to the locker room? As far as you know, right? you don't have a clue. Like yeah. he, he may have done that privately. That's not something you have to put out in a promo. And well, and the fact that he had the support of the entire locker room shows that everything's good. Yeah, No one holds any ill will against him. If anything, and this is just my opinion, because he was saying, well, the locker room depends on him. And I'm like, okay, sure. But if you're a guy in that locker room that's not quite as featured as heavily as, heavily as you want, yeah. this isn't a bad thing. There's right. a spot open now, right. and that's just the business, and that's kind of a cold, callous take, but it's the truth. Yeah. You know, the second a champion goes down, like when, when Austin hurt his neck, don't think people weren't like, oh, boy. It's my time. My time. Now the business is hot. Yep. <clears throat> Look at a guy like Rikishi. You know, he did, yeah. he did benefit from that. You yeah. Know, a lot of guys did. So that is a weird take. I, I'm sure Bully Ray will have some sort of an apology at some point, but uh, a, lot I, of, a lot of people not happy about it. He's the type of guy, I don't know if he would apologize for it. He I might, think he, he would, might just redirect what he meant. I hope, and maybe he—that's not what he meant. That's just my assumption of what he meant. I mean, the the guy kind of seems like a jackass to me personally. Here I am attracting that heat. Yeah, you but, are. But I mean, at, at big underscore bane, send him your hate yeah, tweets. Yeah, find me, follow me, so you can retweet all my bullshit takes. But like he, <laughs> I I just I feel like he's the because he's got that New York personality, and you know what I mean, like yeah, the city boy personality. So I feel like he's kind of just a dick, you know. I've heard a lot of conflicting stories of, of him over the years. Never met Bubba Ray or Bully Ray ever, but I've heard a lot of stories where people are like, oh, he's an asshole. And then other stories are like, man, he was such a nice guy. Right. So I don't know what to believe. I think I always try to base that on how someone treats me. Yeah. Never met the guy. Of course. So I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I do know uh, one of my friends was doing some extra work for Impact mm-hmm. back in like 05, 06 when he just started over there. And he came up and was like, hey, what's your name? He told him. He's like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm just a jobber. And he goes, no, you're a worker. And don't ever forget it. Yeah. Or something. I was just like, what the <laughs> hell? You know, like that's, yeah, right. I thought that was kind of an interesting conversation with someone. And, right. And stuff. He's like, we've all been jobbers, but remember, you're a worker. There's a reason you're here and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, like 
John Moxley would have owed an apology if he got, uh, you know, arrested for drunken driving. Right. You know, and there's a couple of guys I can think of that have had that happen multiple times and they've never apologized for it. That, yeah, exactly. To me, that's a lot worse. Yeah. Realizing you have a problem and I'm sure having a, a, a newborn baby changed his perspective yes on that a lot i'm I, I assume i don't know that but um this is the this is the right call yeah to do this and to get healthy and come back and you know and he looks amazing he did yeah. i mean he, he looks like young dean ambrose again i mean it's it's pretty awesome to see I didn't realize, like, when you see those side-by-side pictures, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, well, and I was telling you off-air, like, this whole time, I thought he had just put on muscle mass. You know, I thought he was just getting, like, big. But, you know, like, seeing him gone for those few months and then coming back, and it's like, oh, he's thin again. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, no, that was just the bloat, the yeah. freaking alcohol bloat. I mean, that yeah. it's just, it's it's wild. So I'm, I'm really proud of him for taking those steps. I think it's awesome. And, you know, I, I've always kind of, like, said his AEW run to me like was kind of lackluster. Well, now I feel like pretty solid potential for that to change because now we know what he was going through. Yeah. You know, so like, well, and I think WWE probably, and this is just my assumption. They probably I, were a lot harder yeah. on him mentally than people realized. I, I know I knew where you were going and like, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's demons that stuck with him. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's a, from what I understand from many stories that I've heard just from like you interviewing guys and, yeah. and things of that nature. I mean, it sounds like WWE was a very rough place to work. Yeah. And he was there a long time mm-hmm. and did not leave on, I don't think the greatest of terms. Yeah. And I'm sure that weighed on him a lot. Yeah. And now I think he's in a better spot, but still those scars stay with you, you know? Well, and I think uh, honest to God, I wouldn't be surprised if his alcohol problem didn't start when he was there. Probably. Because do you remember when he was, was he injured or he went away for a while and then he came back and he was big. I would be, wouldn't be surprised if that was like not muscle big. That was just the bloat. You know Could what I be. mean? And we didn't realize it at Could the time. Be. Oh yeah. That's that's definitely possible. Um, but I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's healthy, and, Me and too. hopefully we could see more of his journey. It looks like he's starting a program with uh, Brian Danielson. I think that'll be super fun. Very cool. I believe they were actually supposed to wrestle on that tournament final, correct? Yes. And that that's when he left. So yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um, <laughs> I can't even say this without laughing. Gunther. The most menacing name I have ever heard in my life, Breaker. It's not Gunther. But there's a name out there that's very menacing. <laughs> so I can't help but think of the dude that works at Central Park on Friends. Yeah. I mean, so this has been a controversial thing. So we'll dive into it. Walter, you know, I think is full time in NXT now. Yep. Walter's kind of an interesting guy. WWE would normally not touch, I would think, because his look is not really their look. But he's big mm-hmm. and not necessarily muscle big, but just a big guy. Very, very physical style. He's from like Austria or something like that. Yeah. Um, and his name has always just been Walter. Um, his real name is Walter Hahn. But I again, I, I feel like there's something about that name that works for him. Yep. Gunther, I don't understand. Well, so apparently they, they were actually going to call him Gunther Stark, which did you hear about that? No. Apparently there was a, a Nazi named Gunther Stark. And, and they were going to call him Gunther. So they named him after a Nazi? That's 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 what I'd heard, yes. My god. Yeah. Now, I don't I don't I didn't do my own research. This is what I read that that was cuz they did trademark Gunther Stark. That's what led people to re- researching that. Now, all they've called him so far is just Gunther. Yeah. But here's my thing. I understand if you're like, yeah, Walter that doesn't work. 
Gunther. That's money. I don't that I don't get. Well, and I also get because they're doing the whole Imperium thing, and that's you know didn't really have Nazi vibes, but it's got like very much like <laughs> didn't really have Nazi vibes. <laughs> no bullshit vibes, right? You know, I think yeah, they're European guys that are kind of gonna beat the piss out of you, I get right? It. But the name Walter works just fine there. Yes, but like I I don't I don't get the timestamp on the name change. Like, if you're going to change his name, why not change it the minute he shows up in NXT UK? Did Vince just, like, not even know the guy worked for him until just now? Probably. I mean, my goodness, what a terrible name. Yeah. Uh, So what's funny is that the Hurricane actually put out a tweet, like, my debut, they took my name, they took my title, they took my finish, they took my entrance, they took my music, but I, I was okay. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, yeah, because they made you a new character. Right. Like, that's that's one thing. If he was still Hurricane Helms, but he wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. You, you know, in my opinion, the Hurricane got over because they, they ran with something. And, and it was pretty clear to me that he was struggling there for a little bit. Yes. Yeah, because he was just wearing Green Lantern shirts and didn't really know what he was doing until he became the Hurricane. Yeah. But this is more than that. I mean, he's still going to be Walter, but he's just now called Gunther. Like, yeah. It's dumb. It's super dumb. I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I feel like if you backtrack this podcast a year, it's going to be all these like WWE decisions like what are they doing? Yeah. But this is this is a big one. I'm like, man, Walter was somebody I think they could have really done something with. Well, in in that to me that's the equivalent of taking Tommaso Ciampa and just calling him like Johnny Dipshit from now on. You know what I mean? Like Right. Hey, you're going to be Johnny B. Bad and get a bad Zuko. Right. It's like, this doesn't make any sense because we all know him as Tommaso Ciampa. Like, we all know Walter. I mean, like, granted, before, because I, I don't know if you remember when he first debuted and we talked about him on the show, I had no idea who he was. Right. Never heard of him in my life. But, like, now he's been with the company, what, three, four years? A while. And so it's like, I know who he is now. I'm I, like, I know Walter. I don't know Gunther. You know, it's dumb. But why Gunther? Because they're idiots. Yeah. I, I just, I Vince does not, does not give a shit anymore. This, this feels very similar to like the war Raiders, the Viking experience, yes. the Viking Raiders, that whole thing where it's like, what the hell? Is if he's on? Walter Gunther in two weeks, we'll know. Yeah. We'll know that they're trying to fix it. Yeah. It's a weird one because I feel like he was a guy that I'm kind of surprised they, they kept around to a degree. Not that mm-hmm. he's not good. It's just he's not really there. They're what they normally go for. Give him six more months. He'll be dancing in the ring. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering, man. And it's it's a shame because it's like, what the hell happened? Because the probably big reason he signed is that he gets to be who he is. Yeah. Now they're taking that away from him. Get the hell out of there, Walter. Speaking of that, Mustafa Ali made some news. Uh, asked for his release. Publicly put it out there that he, he has a message to, to send out. He wants something to say, and I can't do it while with WWE. Mm-hmm. And apparently the release has been denied, which is interesting that considering they've released like a hundred plus people. Yeah. So to, to be fair, I feel like WWE really does love Mustafa Ali. They may not now. Um, well, maybe not now, but like, and I don't think they love him for the reasons they should. I think they love him because of his nationality. Um, and the problem is he's such an amazing talent. You know, he's so damn good. I I loved him as the leader of Retribution. Hated Retribution, but I loved him as the leader. I think him as a leader in a faction is fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, I think he is. That some, whole thing was doomed, though. Well, it, it, it was. was so bad. It was. But like him as a leader is amazing. And if it would have been taken seriously and not have the stupid gimmicks behind it, it would have been incredible. And it could have been. But like it. He's one of those guys where if he's utilized properly, he could be fantastic in whatever role he's in. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, WWE doesn't, again, doesn't know what they're doing. It's weird, right? I mean, at a certain point, the biggest conspiracy theorists can look at this and be like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Why mm-hmm. is this happening? It's it's just bizarre. And like I said, it wouldn't be so shocking if they hadn't just released 100 plus talents. But I, I know how he can get released, though. Do what uh do it like Eva Marie and her boyfriend did a few years ago and just start selling like pharmaceuticals backstage. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I mean that's one solid way to get released. There's a there's probably a few other ways. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it kind of makes you wonder. Smoke smoke a little reefer right before you take a take a drug test. <laughs> yeah, that, that might do it. Um, so the Royal Rumble's coming up, um, and it's on not tomorrow. Well, yesterday I guess, but it's uh, it's going to be on a Saturday this year. Is it tonight as we record? No. Next week. Next, next week. week. Um, I always, the Royal Rumble is one of my favorite events I do like to watch. I'm not a huge WWE fan, but I do like the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's a fun match. And it's kind of like the Casino Battle Royal. It's like, that's just a fun match. Sure. Well, and with my work schedule, sometimes I do work the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. so I always try to make sure I'm off. So I work that day, but not in the evening. So Nice. I'll be able to watch it, but this is the first time I can remember it being on a Saturday. Yeah, it's always a Sunday. I know day one was on a Saturday. Yep. But I thought that was a uh, like a special occasion. But no, apparently they're going forward with Saturdays. Uh, this has always kind of been a weird thing for me because I've never understood why they didn't do Saturdays. Sundays always seem like a weird day for a pay-per-view because, you know, the kid's going back to school the next day. You're going back to work the next day. Right. You can't stay up late. I mean, you can, but it's hard. Saturday, yeah, Saturday seems more feasible for yeah. most people. But. I think that their thought was like, we don't want to compete with other stuff because there's other pay-per-views. There's, you know, yeah. things people are doing. Um, but I think o- overall, this is a better idea, right? To do it on a Saturday yeah. night. I Well, I especially for the big four that you know they're going to be at least four or five hours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, keep the ones that are two and a half, three hour long. You can keep those on Sunday because those really don't, we don't even need to watch them anyway. Right. But like Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, have those be on Saturday. Why not? Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, they're also called premium live events now, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense because the name pay per view doesn't buy it anymore. Yeah, it doesn't really fit, but that's what we've always known them as. So it's kind of a weird, like, hey, you ready for the premium live event Saturday? Yeah. Like it doesn't. We're it doesn't start fit. calling it the PLE. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, that doesn't even sound right. Uh, you, you, you know, you're gonna watch that plea tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's got to be a better name than that, right? Yeah. Live special. Live special works, I think. But yeah. I don't know. It's like we're always going to call them pay-per-views. Right. That's what, they're, that's what they were for so long. Yeah. I, I think I think it'll die out once we get into our 60s, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, because that, that'll be like when the, the kids now will be like our age, and so they'll know it as premium live events. That's true. And uh, what's going to be funny is they're going to be like, so back in the day you actually had to get like a special box to order yeah. these? Yeah. Yeah, we had to unscramble them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So strange, but yeah, coming up on a Saturday. So I, you know, overall, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea to have a have a Saturday, yeah, pay per view. Um, now we could see some scheduling things happen with uh, AEW, WWE, UFC, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that will ultimately hurt that industry if it's always on a Saturday? Um, I don't know. I I think uh, 
I think AEW and WWE will probably be pretty careful not to book pay-per-views on the same night. Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, although that would make for some fun competition to see who really is the best, you know, who's who's going to order the pay-per-views. See, and that's the problem with that is like AEW still being a pay-per-view, like legitimately a pay-per-view, WWE just being a thing on Peacock. Right. You hit people in the pocketbook, it changes. But AEW, I feel like, has such that loyal fan base, people might... Me personally, I'd rather order an AEW pay-per-view than watch a shitty WWE one. Well, and here's here's also the thing. I mean, if you order or if you watch if you watch WWEs and you skip out on AEW, you missed AEW. If you order AEWs, you skip WWEs, you watch WWEs tomorrow. Bingo. So, I mean, I feel like in that scenario, AEW is always going to win. No, that's very true. That's a very, very good point. Do you think they'll ever get to the point of like a, a streaming service or an app or something? Dude, I don't know. I mean, I, I figured they would have done it by now. I mean, I, I, I get it. They don't have a lot of content, but like. But like, you can make content. Well, yeah. And now, I mean, it's been, what, two and a half years now? Yeah. And so, I mean, there's a little bit of back catalog. I, I mean, you don't have to have. You know, a giant I, dude. I think of Apple TV Plus. I have that. That's a bare bones subscription service right now. Is it? Yeah, I've never used this, that one. It's it's only got like, I mean, it's got a handful of movies, a handful of series, but it's like that's pretty much it. And then what it does is it features other things that you can watch from different services. Mm. And you know what I mean? Kind of like Hulu has the stars add on, right? Or Showtime, and it'll on. it'll feature that because it's just kind of a bare bones app. But like. AEW doesn't have to be just this huge giant library right now. You know, right, it can right. have the back catalog of the pay-per-views. It can have the back catalog of dynamite and rampage. It can have the being the elite. Yeah. It can have the roads to the top or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's all we really need. But, right but now. make new stuff. That's and, the right, point. Right? Make, make comedy skits. I mean, hell yeah. give us a show with Luchasaurus. You know what right. I mean? Like do new stuff. I mean, I don't right. see the issue there, but. Other than, I guess, the cost of actually making it and stuff. But I was talking to someone the other day, and they're like, isn't it weird that all these streaming services, you add them all up, you're paying for cable? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, I'm very much of the mindset of, like, if I don't want Disney+, Plus, I'm just going to cancel it. Right. I can get it back anytime. Well, there are there are programs like like Shudder. I canceled it after Halloween, and, like, I'll probably get it next September sure. again. You know what sure. I mean? Just get it for a couple months and watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't have to have all these premium services all the time. Right. And, I mean, with HBO Max, that's still free for me, you know, and so I, I don't have to pay for that. I mean, Amazon Prime is basically free because I use Amazon. You know what I mean? So it's like there's, there's a lot of deals for me, you know? I mean – the only one to me that's expendable right now is Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't care about Netflix. Well, it is, what it's becoming is there's so much content out there. How much time can you actually spend watching something? Right. Like you were saying that you start watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. on Hulu. So I imagine you're watching a lot of Hulu, but the other ones you're probably not, right? So no, that's where it's 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 interesting how that works. But at the same time, like Disney Plus, they put up Eternals before you could even buy it anywhere. Yeah, that's a super smart strategy, yeah. right? I mean, it's that's that's how I watched it, you know. So it's it it's it's good to have these, I guess. But at the same time, it's there there can be a it can be a bit much too. It is, but there's also no commitment. So yeah, anytime you want to get rid of them, you can. Which I think is also the good thing because you can also be like, all right, bare bones, no this this and this for all these months. We're just going to keep one because that's all we're watching. Yeah, and then yet when you want the others, re sign up. Yep. 
No harm, no foul. Uh, they have uh, basically confirmed. Well, let's start with this. Cody Rhodes, apparently the rumor is he's working without a contract. Yeah. A lot of people were just assuming he's jumping ship. But I'm, I I really did not even have that thought that he's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's not going anywhere. He's a lifer, right? Isn't Kenny Omega also working without a contract right now? I, that I have not heard. Or maybe it was the Young Bucks that they said they were working with that one or something like that. I, I'm pretty sure they re-signed till 2024. Maybe that's what it was. But that they made a big deal about them re-signing. And I'm like, did they think they were going to go anywhere? Like, yeah, I did. I did hear that, that they all re-signed. I guess Cody hasn't officially re-signed anything. Mm-hmm. But when like, he doesn't need to. It's basically his company. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, why would he go anywhere? That would, right. that would be like Triple H showing up at AEW. It's probably right. not going to happen unless right. he has a huge falling out with Vince. Right. Uh, I feel like Triple H showing up is more likely than Cody showing up there. Yes. So... I don't know. People are like, oh, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. John Moxley's going to be in the Royal Rumble, and I'm like, I really didn't ever think that. No, Dave Meltzer went out and be like, they're not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Like, no AEW involvement in the Royal Rumble is going to happen. Yeah, we kind of speculated that might be fun, but I never really truly believed it was going to happen, though. Did you? No, that's a pipe dream. Um, but the interesting thing is, though, is a lot of people were kind of marking out because Seth Rollins on SmackDown called Dean Ambrose Mox. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, it's happening. Mox is going to be in the Rumble. And it's like, well, just because he used his name doesn't mean anything. No. You know, I mean, but I, no, I don't, I don't see AEW being in the Rumble. It, as cool as it would be, I don't see it happening. Well, if they were going to use him, it would be in that title match, wouldn't it? To do some type of shield thing. Yeah. If they had, if they had that opportunity. But yeah, I don't, they wouldn't waste him in the Rumble. Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's the problem with doing guys in the Rumble a lot. It's like they can't win it. Right. You know, like if you had Jericho come in and win it, that would be unbelievably huge. Right. But now he's got to go to WrestleMania right. and eventually do the job. It's like, it's not worth it. And he'll it, probably have to be at the pay-per-views beforehand too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes, to me, it makes sense to have a surprise as just that as like a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion. Now, Mickey James, I didn't expect that. That one's, right. that one's a, a weird one, but it's still kind of crazy because she's been in like every female Royal Rumble up to this point. So yeah. it's not like a big shocker. Well, and I will tell you this. I don't think Dave Meltzer knows everything. No, for sure. So, no. like, I, I'm not going to say 100% that AEW definitely not going to be in the Rumble, but, like, I do highly doubt it. But there's always that chance. I mean, WWE is not really good about keeping secrets anymore. They mm-hmm. like to tell everybody what's happening. For some reason, they're keeping, even though they said there's going to be a forbidden door entrant in the men's, they're keeping it a secret. So it's obviously going to be something, something cool. Um, so, which also makes sense why they announced Mickey because they want to get right. people talking. Right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. I think at this point, in my opinion, AEW has less to gain than WWE does by be, having someone in the Royal rumble. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because when you think of impact doing it, it's like, well, they're trying to get their brand out there. They're trying to get their brand on a bigger stage. Right. AEW is everybody can call them an alternative. They're the competition. And they don't really need WWE to to make their name any bigger. I right. mean, they're already on basic cable now. You know what I mean? So, like, you probably have a better chance of seeing that than you do Raw. Right. And I know a lot of people that still do cable. They're like, hey, I saw this other wrestling thing. It's like, All Elite something? I'm like, yeah. AEW. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think ultimately, as far as... Because there are still people that flip the channels, oddly enough. Sure. I mean, it's not really something i've done in many years but yeah um, 
I, I don't know. I just realized years ago, I'm like, I don't need cable. Like, yeah. I don't really watch it. I mean. You, you always have, like, five to ten channels that you watch, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, it's weird. What's funny, speaking of that, I remember even being in school, like, man, how great would TV be if you got to pick the channels you wanted? Yeah. Because I have, like, 70 channels. How many do I actually use? Like you said, five to ten, maybe. Yeah. I remember I had one TV when I was in, like, my early 20s, and it might have just been a feature on my cable box where I could actually, like, remove channels that I didn't watch from the guide. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So, like. I was I was able to just have like the list of channels that I actually watched on there, like a custom list. Yeah, yeah, that's so nice. That was nice. And I after that, I think it was like was it maybe it was sudden link that I had that on, but like after that, I never had it again. Yeah, I was like, man, that was such a good feature. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird how that works um, as far as people needing cable and stuff like that. And, and granted, I mean, it would be nice to be able to watch AEW when I wanted to, but I, I can't imagine paying that bill just to watch that. Right. As little as I'm home, there's just no way. Yeah. Uh, back to Cody Rhodes. Um, again, I don't see him just up and leaving, right? No, well, and he's also, and again, I've, talk, I've talked about this with Kenny and the Young Bucks. I don't know if the EVP thing is just like some kind of worked gimmick or, or if it's like an actual job, but like he's an EVP, so, you know, he's not going to leave. I think it's kind of like being like when you see the main actor being the executive producer on the movie. Right. That just means they probably have a little bit more say. Right, and that's kind of like probably what it is, but like, I mean, he's still got that title, right. so he's not going to jump. You know, he's probably like, oh, I don't need to work under contract right now because let me let me handle some other stuff. To me, it's not as big a deal as people are thinking it's going to be. It's not like Leo Rush's contract's up in a couple of months and he's going to be a free agent. Right. I mean, because, I mean, at the end of the day, Cody would not have anything to gain by showing up in the Royal Rumble. I don't think. I mean, he would be a main event star if he showed back up in WWE, but like... But- I that's not a place I'd be jumping to right nope. now. As fickle as they've been with how they how they're doing talent, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be a place I would want to jump. Nope. In my opinion, you know, nope. and that's just me. But I, the way they're releasing people, if I was anybody, anybody, I would be scared to death to sign a contract with WWE. Yeah. Well, like I know after that, Matt Cardona tweeted <laughs> out that like, I'm also a free agent. I'm not signed with Impact. It's like, well, of course not, because right. a lot of these guys they just they work where they pay them. Right. You know, it's not. That's why he's able to go to GCW and all those. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like con- like Punk said this in the Cabana interview, and he's so right. The contracts aren't worth the money they're printed on. Right. Because people are going to come to – they're wrestlers. That's what they do. They go wrestle, you right. know, and it's not like they're, like, fishing for a better deal. It's it's a booking. It's it's how you make your money. So that being said, I still I still could see Matt Cardona showing up in the Rumble. I could see that being the case. I mean, especially when we're talking impact, you know, especially since he's a free agent. You know what I mean? Like, he could go wherever he wanted. I mean – and I think that would that would be beneficial for him. Yeah. Because I mean, I know he's gotten a lot of success on his own, but he's also to me, I don't hear anything about him right now. And he's been in a few Royal Rumbles, but almost everyone he's eliminated like immediately. Yeah. So like it might actually be nice to see like they use him correctly. Well, and now he's a little bit bigger. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's got some more muscle mass on him. I mean, if he especially if he goes by Matt Cardona, you know, I think it that could would, be, if I were him, that would be like. I have to do that. I can't yeah. be that writer. Yeah, because then he can go and he can be, you know, a little bit different. I'd be like, I, I want that internet title with me. Right. You know. Does he still utilize that at all? Yeah, the new one he does. Oh, does he have a new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he takes it everywhere with him. So I, I would be all about pushing my own stuff at that point. Yeah. But who's to say if it happens? But, uh, yeah, man, uh, that pretty much wraps up our wrestling talk. we got some movie and uh, TV talk here. So what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break of the Movies. Yeah, this is 
tell you what we got now big underscore bane um disney plus has officially announced a new santa claus tv series starring tim allen what do you think about that man uh good for tim allen getting some work you know um kind of wonder what they'll do with this i guess it's going to be kind of similar to the first movie and that it's now him finding his new santa claus replacement okay the thing you know the thing i like about disney plus series is i feel like they're wrapped up pretty quick you yeah, know, pretty six good. episodes. Right. Yeah. And and generally speaking, it seems like, you know, it's always got a nice little bow on the end. So you're not like left with a cliffhanger for the next season and then have to wonder if you're going to bring it back or not. Right. You know, um, well, I, I look at a lot of the Marvel series of uh, Loki. I know is getting a second season, but I almost look at those as more like just a long movie. Yes. Not as a TV show. Yes. Not thinking like, ooh, one division season two. I'm more like, no, that was just one division. Right. The story there, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah, and I, um, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens with it, but you know, who knows? I think they're doing a really good job on Disney Plus of taking things that are we're nostalgic for and recreating them. Yeah, like they did that Home Sweet Home Alone, which I mean, it wasn't like the greatest movie of all I actually, time. I actually really liked that movie. I didn't hate it. I mean, I liked it because there were no bad guys. It was legitimately a misunderstanding, uh-huh. and. Uh, I thought that was a fun take. Yeah, I well, I thought they did a good job of of taking that and like making it a, a thing. Yeah, um, I know that there's plans to do some other stuff in the same vein. Like mm-hmm. I think there's supposed to be a spinoff to Sandlot or something. Okay, they did that Mighty Ducks series and stuff yeah. like that. I still so. haven't watched that. I watched a little bit of it. I kind of lost interest. But um, speaking of series, though, I watched Peacemaker. I'm, How was that? I'm caught it, dude. To me. It blows anything Marvel has done out of the water. Really? As far as TV series. Um, it's directed by James Gunn again Mm -hmm. and holy shit. John Cena is pretty damn good. Yeah. Like he's a pretty damn good actor in this. And, um, I still need to watch the suicide squad. So I need to check. I think they're all on HBO max. Yes, they are. And there's actually, um, you might've seen the Twitter clip about it, but John Cena just goes on this huge rant about Batman and how he's just a a bitch (laughs) and just like how he just hates him and how he's a dumb superhero. And, oh, just, it's so good. No, good for him. Good for John Cena yeah. in this series, man. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's awesome. I, I that's one I unless they just plan to do like eight episodes or whatever. I hope they keep bringing it back because it's a really good show. Yeah, hopefully they do. That'd be awesome. March thirtieth, we're gonna see the debut of Moon Knight, the next uh, Marvel series for Disney Plus. Now, this is an interesting one because this is the first character they've actually introduced the series as a series whereas yeah. like wandavision falcon witcher soldier they were all spinoffs because they've all been in the movies yeah this is one where it's like completely its own thing yeah moon knight's kind of an interesting character but the trailer looks badass i'm super stoked for this one yeah i'm interested to see what what it's about i i i've heard of the character moon knight obviously i don't know much about it and i haven't watched the trailer yet so um i'm, I'm curious to see what the trailer looks like but I, i'm excited for it I think it'll be cool. I think doing this is a good idea to introduce these new characters, yeah. you know, and get them their own series and stuff. As I know, like a she Hulk is coming up at some point, which would be cool. That's kind of also a spinoff. Cause I think Mark Ruffalo is going to be in that. Okay. And, and um, there's another one, uh, the Marvels or something, yeah. which is kind of, or maybe it's miss Marvel, but she's going to be in the next captain Marvel film. So it's like, they all kind of, bleed together a little bit which that's marvel's whole deal so, right but I, i'm looking forward to it man it shows up in march so 
Disney Plus, I feel like, is, you know, the pandemic kind of halted them as far as their content went. Mm-hmm. But they've really pumped it out this last year, yeah. I think. So well, they probably had a lot they were sitting on. Yeah, they did. So, which again, that felt weird to me because, um, you know, I knew that they couldn't do the movies, but it's like, man, you have all these series people wanted to see and put them out there, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad it's happening now. For sure. Another show that we both are fans of, King of the Hill, might be returning. Dang it, Bobby. Uh, what do you think about that? It was on for like 15 years. Yeah. I mean, I love King of the Hill, but I feel like it it told its story. Fifteen years was even too long for that show. I thought. I I am uh, excited about it. However, I have a feeling it's not going to live up to the expectations I have. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is, is when I think of I think of Animaniacs when Animaniacs came out uh, with the reboot. Have they, they did this, the second season of that yet? I don't know, but they did this dumb thing where they just had to be political. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't need Animaniacs to be political. I need Animaniacs to be funny. Right. And I'm worried that King of the Hill, because I don't know if you remember this, when Trump was in office, there was a lot of back and forth between the right side and the left side about how King of the Hill would be a huge Trump or Hank Hill would be a huge Trump supporter. No, Hank Hill would hate Trump, blah, blah, blah. And it's I, like, I never heard that. I saw it a lot, and I think it's because I fall into political TikTok a lot and political commentary a lot, and it's like I I don't give a shit about it for some reason. Social media thinks I do, and I'm I'm worried that when King of the Hill comes back out, they're going to address that, and they're going to like pick one side, and it's like it's you know what I mean? It's you like know, I don't need it. Now you're taking like the whole thing of what makes King of the Hill funny, right? It's not about like what who Hank Hill voted for. It's about right. yep, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's, and it's about it, Bobby, right? It's about you know him getting him getting stressed out about Bobby and Luann. I mean, his his buddies drinking beer out in front of the you know house. It's just stupid shit like that. You know, I remember there's an episode where he walks in the door. Guess who sold three barbecues today? <laughs> Right, yeah. Because Hank Hill had just had no excitement to him whatsoever. Yeah. And I think that was the crux of the character. I don't know. Yeah, I thought the same thing with Animaniacs. It's like, why do they have to make it like this? Like, why why yeah. can't they just make it a fun cartoon? Like, yeah. who, are, who are we targeting? I guess the target was the kids then that are our age now. And, and everybody's political, you yeah, know. But it's, it's just, like. It's annoying. But I, I, I treat entertainment as a form of escape. Yeah, it's what it should be. Yeah, and so it's like I don't, I don't really need social commentary on a lot of things that right. we, get, we get it from. Yeah, well, and that's I think that should be with any show. Like it yeah. just it should be about entertainment. I mean, we need unless you're to, watching the news. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right? But I mean, if you're watching the news, that's why you're watching it, right? You know? And it's just it becomes annoying. Um, yeah, actually, I know a lot of people put over Spider Man because it was like. There was no agenda. They were just trying to tell a good story. Right. And they did. And I think yeah. that's the key, you know, just yeah. have a good movie. It doesn't have to be about this or that, or we have to right. throw this in there because that will make this pe- these people happy. It's just right. tell a good story. Yes. That's all people want. Yes. It's wild. Well, we got a little bit of toy talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, a little bit of toy talk. Um, we're going to do a little follow-up with you, Big Underscore Bane. So the Frankenstein Raphael is starting to hit. Mm-hmm. You had said you are buying every one of these. You still standing with that? Um, I am broke as a joke right now. Sure. So um, 
it's one of those things. No, I'm not uh, because I I can't afford it. But uh, it looks good. You know, and to be fair, I haven't walked been to a Walmart and seen it on a shelf or a Target or whatever. They're just hitting. We probably won't see them for a few weeks. But right. um, the good thing about this, how, how much are they? Are they fifty? No, I think they're thirty five. Thirty five. I mean, it's now, one of might, those. They might be like thirty seven because a lot of things have gone up like two bucks. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like maybe, but <clears throat> it's also hitting at one of those really weird times where it's like I'm kind of done with Halloween. At yeah. the moment, you know, it's a cool figure, but like, I don't like, I don't need this until like September 15th. So to be fair, now this doesn't work with all toys, but you might see this four months from now. Right. And, and so one thing I do like about NECA is they typically don't put these out. Like they, they're not putting like six of them out and it's just RAF for now. Right. So right. that's easier than having to buy four. Yes. You know, very much. Um, I guess they've only really announced that uh, Leo is the hunchback. Yep. I think Mikey's going to be the mummy, and then April's the bride of Frankenstein. But uh, cool. I'm sure Donatello will be like Dracula or something like that. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll probably see more integrated. It's still a fun idea, though. It's a very fun idea, and the figure looks great, and I really do want it. It's just um, it's one of those things like at the moment, maybe I'll feel different in a couple of weeks when I file my taxes, but like at the moment, it's like I, I can't. In that post-Christmas brokenness? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, post-Christmas, like – everyday life brokenness you know what i mean like yeah. it's you know dumb it sucks though because i think uh <laughs> when stuff like this happens you're just like man i wish i made just a little bit more money you know? well right yeah i mean because that's honest to god i mean that's a big part of why i don't really collect i mean because I, it's like financials man bills kick your ass you yeah, know they do. And when when you're the uh the breadwinner for a family of four you know it's kind of like a so you gotta pinch pennies. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's it's tough, man. And, and what's bad is I think right now, collecting they they continue to up prices. Yeah, and I still kind of wonder if like all you're gonna do is just push more people away from it. Yeah, in my opinion, and maybe not, but I think like if, right now, if like you know, figures were more financially viable, I think more people would probably dive into more of, of course. Them, you know, so. Of course. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because I, I think back to the days of like the um, you know the WWF Hasbro's. We all grew up on those. They were five bucks a piece. Five dollar figures, yep. And I remember the Bone Crushers was like five or six. Yeah, really cheap. And you know, you think about it now with a twenty dollar bill, you could buy four or five figures. Mm-hmm. You, know, five, you know, three or four figures, I guess. But now, like that wouldn't even buy you one. No, it's crazy. It'd buy you a basic. Yeah. You know, but even that's like what twelve ninety nine now, probably. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like this is dumb. I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Yeah, it's it's weird. You would I would bet that's one of the most highest um, the things that have gone up in price the most. Even video games haven't really changed. You know, Sega I, games were sixty bucks. I was gonna then. say I thought I thought games did get expensive, but they really didn't because. But I think the systems di- did well. I think the difference is is now you don't get the full game. Yeah, when yeah, you buy true. a game. Because I, I WWE 2K, I think when they when they're going to release their edition, I think they're calling this year's the NWO edition, where it's like literally everything that you can get with the game is included. I think it's like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have gone up, but like the base game, if you just want to play it, yeah, it's the same price. Well, I remember Mortal Kombat was the first one I really noticed like that, where it's like it was fifty bucks. I'm like, awesome. Yeah, bought it for Switch, but now you have to buy that new pack. 
Yeah. And I think it was like 50 bucks. Yeah. That's all the characters and everything. It's just like, man, that's a hundred dollar game, you yeah. know? And you don't think about it right then because you can also buy the characters for like five bucks each. Right. So you're like, oh, I can buy rain. He's five bucks. I can buy the Joker. That's five bucks. No yep. big deal. But you want everything. It's a little bit cheaper, but yeah, you pay for it. Yep. It's wild. Yeah. I don't know, man. Collecting is an interesting thing. You think we'll see a collapse in it at some point as far as just people getting away from it because of the pricing or I, you know, I really don't know, man. I, I do. I feel like people are going to be more selective for sure. I think it will die down eventually, but I think it'll be once our generation dies down. Yeah, I because could be, I could see that. Because I think I, I, I still am of the mindset that the generation underneath us probably doesn't give a shit about toys, and I think that's why they're so focused on collectors right now because we're the only ones that give a shit anymore. That's true. And so I, I mean, I could be wrong, and and you know, ten years from now, like kids, you know, that are. 15 16 right now maybe in 10 years they'll do the same thing we're doing but like yeah i feel like you know when i because I, I think of like my uh my daughter right now she doesn't doesn't give a shit about anything physical she's all about you know like micro per transactions in video games she's all about you know being on tiktok things like that i mean that's mm -hmm. all she cares about yeah well, it has definitely changed. I mean, we didn't grow up with YouTube. We didn't grow right. up with streaming services. Right. We grew up with basic cable and stuff. And so I know for me after school, it was reruns of Full House and Family Matters and things of that nature and Saved by the Bell, whereas these kids are on YouTube. These kids are on the Internet. Yeah. It does change. Now, I, I will say this. There are going to be those kids like my, my stepson. He's he's nostalgic about things that he never experienced in the first place. Sure. So like he loves a lot of the same shit that I love, you know what I mean? Like the things that I grew up with, he loves, you know? And so he's one of those, maybe in 10, 15 years, he'll start wanting to collect things. So, well, and that's what kind of makes me wonder. I'm like, if I, if I am really into like say masters, of the universe, my nephew sees it and he knows that I love it. So mm -hmm. he loves it. Would he be nostalgic in 20 years for that? Yeah, he might be. And that's kind of what I wonder yeah. because I mean, I know G.I. Joe and Masters of the Universe really hit me in the feels when they started kind of relaunching a couple of years ago because I didn't really have any of those as a kid. Yeah. I knew kids that did, but I never really did. So it's like, oh, I want to get these now because I didn't have any of these years yeah. ago. So I don't know, man. It's hard to say, but yeah, things do change. Because like you said, like our, our kids, when they're these young kids, are they going to be into TikTok in 20 years? I don't know. Will that even be a thing in 20 years? It, it, it might not be. I don't know. It's It's wild, but who knows? Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That I think that's it. I just want to give give a quick couple shout-outs real quick. You know, Sith Lord Sammy, Dobro, GBM, Mike the Cleaner, Soda Hunter. Sup? No, Ethan Chambers? Ethan Chambers. See, no, I got to gotta start I gotta start writing these down. Nick Haddix, such a good guy. I love that Such dude. a good guy. Ethan Chambers, such a good guy. Um, I got to start writing these down, Breaker, because I can't, I can't think of them. Write them in your hand. Yeah. Write them on my my wrist like The Rock writes his promos. That's right. Or yeah. actually write them backwards and get a mirror on this one so you can see it. There reverse. we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, well, we had a lot of good people that follow us. Nate from Ring Skirts, Steve yes. Poker. Love yes. those guys. Yeah. So um, we never want to leave anyone out intentionally. That's certainly not the case. But no. we, we appreciate everyone that checks out our show, that retweets, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, it's always, always appreciated. Ethan actually is going to be coming up uh, next week. Or actually uh, tomorrow. On you know it's fake right okay i think he deleted his social media though did he he's still on tiktok well he's on tiktok but i don't think he's on twitter or instagram or anything he, like he kind of goes through uh phases where he doesn't he doesn't like the the twitters and the instagrams yeah and, I, I talked to him a little bit and i was just like hey man i get it like yeah. it's just 
you need a break sometimes. I think it's that negativity, right? Yeah. I mean, and what's weird is I and I and I thought this for a while is like you could have a hundred positive interactions on Twitter, but it's that one negative. It's that one negative that sticks yeah. with you, isn't, it? isn't that weird? Yeah. It's well, and it's it's such a backwards way to think too, because yeah. it really should be the opposite. It should be like I could get a hundred negative reactions a day, but I don't care as long as I get one positive. Right. That's how it should be, but like for some reason. It's it's that that one negative can just break you down. It can, and it's really unfortunate, but it does happen. Yeah. Uh, so of course we want to shout out a lot of our our fellow podcasting buddies, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Mm-hmm. We love those guys. Really fun show. Um, check them out every Sunday, and of course Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry is a fun one. In fact, they had old Tier One on. They this, did this past week for a little watch along. They had Drew Vinsel on the sports show. Nice. Um, Eric actually hit me up about us doing some watch alongs, and I was like, "Well, all sh- about it." Check with Bane, but I'm, I'm sure he would be down as well. Um, but yeah, Tier One actually got uh, got Eric all riled up on toy collecting. Did you hear that? Now, I haven't listened to it yet. It's it's in the queue though. So he he messaged me about it. He's like, "Hey, I think I got Eric all riled up on co- on the co- collecting culture essentially." And you know, and I'd like to get your take on this. This is kind of a little sidebar, but, you know, the whole cost plus shipping and mm-hmm. people just kind of like, hey, man, pick this up for me. Like, I'm pretty selective of who I would send a figure to yeah. these days because people do take advantage of that. And, you know, Travis's thoughts on the whole cost plus shipping thing is like, well, should it cost $10 to ship something? Right. You're paying scalper prices now. Like, right. I, I don't see the point of it. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I just... I mean, I, I'm kind of in, in agreement with that. Like I, my thing is I just don't tell people when I'm at the store, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I don't tell people that I see things on the shelf because like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to, I don't, I don't. If somebody is really searching for something and they can't find it, please reach out. Right. And if I do see it, I would help you out if I like you, Yeah. but I'm not going to just randomly like, Hey man, I found this. I'll send it to anybody who's got. Yeah. PayPal, and, and God bless people like GBM who do that. You know what I mean? But like, I, I think, and I, and I don't want to speak for him, but I think he's even stepped back from that a little bit. Right. But like, I, I can't, I can't, cause not only that, like you're not only paying outright for shipping, you know what I mean? I know they're paying you back, but you're still paying outright for shipping. And you're also boxes like, tape. yeah, you're paying for the box. You're paying for the tape. You're paying for the bubble wrap. And the thing is, is like you could take all the precautions in the world. And I know this from experience. Cause I ran a toy company for a year and a half. Like you could take all the precautions in the world that you want to, they can still show up damaged, mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with that shit. Oh yeah, you know, and it's like it just it it's it really shouldn't even be in your hands. Right. I mean, it should be one of those things where like if you're going to put it out there, you're like, hey, I'm not shipping this, but here in this area, they got this figure. If you guys want to come get it, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It should be like one of those attaboys. It shouldn't be like a like a hey, I'll I'll spend my time boxing this up for you and ship it out to you. Eric told me, or not told me, but in the podcast, he was saying like, he was like, he was felt like he was becoming people's personal shoppers. Yeah. Where it's like, well, Hey, I got this. If anyone wants some people like, Oh yeah, I want that. That's cool. And then it's like, Hey, if you see this, grab that for me too. And he's like, wait, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not your personal shopper. Right. And I feel like that, that blatant disrespect that people get is what happens. Right. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not about, I think anyone would be willing to help someone else out, but it's like, Hey, while you're there, can you grab me a carton of eggs? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, come on now. And, and you know, like what I always tried to do, if somebody bought me something, I would be like, all right, here, let me send you the money for the figure. So you have it that you're not out. And then when you ship it, I'll send you the shipping money. Right. Just cause I don't like people being, cause I know sometimes 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but you know, if you have a bill due or something, you know, right. like you might need it. Yeah. People aren't just, you know, wanting to hold on to your money. So 
I'm not a fan of that. So no. I do agree with what he said. And I, I think for him, it kind of changed the whole collecting culture a little bit. And yeah. Where they don't talk about it as much. And I, I don't blame him. I don't either. But check them out. Great show. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another super fun one. Nice retro look at pro wrestling. Yep. The Ringside Rant with RJ. Check him out as well. Yep. Uh, Boots to the Face with Marty and Rutgers, another fun podcast. Mm-hmm. Tales from the Estate with uh, Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. Love that Such show. Such a good show. I haven't finished. I'm actually listening to that one right now. They're uh, doing their top five favorite male artists. and uh, I'm so far behind on that show, but I do like binging it. I do that at work the other day where I listen to like easy four. bingeable show. I listen to like four episodes at once. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a really good episode, but yeah, check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there. The Trivia with Buds Podcast with our pal Ryan Buds. Mm-hmm. Howling with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf. He put out a lot of episodes recently, so check him out. Awesome. And, of course, his Chop Shop, which is doing amazing stuff right now. Yes. Uh, pulling Up a Chair with our buddy Tim at a Chair Shot is a super fun show as well. Uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with uh, our buddy Richard and his friend Matt talking horror films, which is great. And catching up with Aaron and Daniel with my buddy Aaron Anders. Yeah, buddy. Check all those out. Um and then our own podcast, you know, it's fake, right? Dropping every Monday. Like I said, uh, Ethan Chambers will be my guest mm. tomorrow. Last week, of course, was uh, Dustin Heritage from uh, yeah. Compound Pro Wrestling, WFC, a lot of different places here. Super fun uh, episode. I think people will dig. Uh, no Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Now, we have some news there. Season 4, Part 2. It's been announced. I don't know if there's a date yet. It's starting Tuesday. Starting Tuesday. My Tuesday. God. It's coming. There's and Bill Benus gifts now. Bill Benus has gifts. We got hooked up with this Moonlight Studios, and all of a sudden we got you know better cover art, which I, me and him are gonna have to have a talk because I'm not on the cover art anymore. My name's not on the picture anymore. Like, how come it was always in like the bottom corner? Because that was Bill Benus's ego. Gotcha. Now I'm just gone. I'm not even there. Um, and on top of that, Zelly was able to work out getting them gifts, and it's like. My God. How come there's no Bane gifts? Apparently, I'm not good enough, Breaker. Apparently, I'm just not. I can't be the star of any show, you know? Apparently not. God. Gosh dang. But it's it's coming Tuesday, so check it out. Um, for all those people who have been waiting, I honest to God, side note, I think this is going to be a really fun season, and I'm excited for people to listen to it. Excellent. It's coming up Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. And then, of course, the TV Toy Cast drops every Thursday. In fact, we just dropped an episode this week on the Talk Boy Dude, I had one of those as a kid. Did you? Yes. Did you have the deluxe talk boy? Because that was kind of what we realized was the popular one. That was the big one. I don't remember. I feel like I did. I don't remember. So, you know, we as we started talking about that, I realized, like, without that, that movie doesn't exist. Yeah. The entire crux of Home Alone 2 is based on the talk boy. Well, because he slowed his voice down and all that. Yeah. Well, but not only that, like, that's how he missed the plane. He was putting batteries in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how he implicated the bad guys. Yeah. And they were going to rob Duncan's toy chest. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. So... Uh, and that's also how he was able to convince the hotel that his dad was there because he recorded Uncle Frank singing in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much with the talk boys. So that was a fun episode to dive into. So check that out every Thursday, the TB Toy Cast. All of Bane's music you can find on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Absolutely. And then uh, our Patreon is uh, is about to be gonzo. It's it's donezo. So uh, this coming Wednesday will be the last energy shot uh, that Ever. we will be doing. And then... Uh, this coming Friday, we will be shutting her down. Shutting it down. That's right. So uh, we've talked about that a little bit. Um, so we don't have to dive into it now. But basically, you know, new taxes and stuff like that. We're like, yeah, it's probably best to just leave this in the past. Yeah. 
Um, Outsiders Beard Co. You got a beard? You need some beard. Uh, Yoko's Howl, man. I'm I'm excited yes. to give that a the old courtesy sniff at some yeah. point. Yoko's Howl and uh, Tobacco Vanilla are all available, as well as Gentleman's Tomahawk and the original blend. Uh, but I on on the Outsiders Beard Co. Twitter, I'm doing something fun. So if you don't follow that Twitter, you should, because what we're going to be doing is in just a few weeks. I, and I say a few weeks because I got to get the labels and everything. Um, but in a few weeks, I'm going to put up a, a link to a page. And the only way to access that page on outsidersbeercode.com is through that link on my Twitter. Okay. And it's going to take you to a special edition scent. Ooh. And it's going to be called Bane Brew number one. And what this is, is it's going to be a limited quantity scent. So, like, I think I'll be able to make 10... 10 combo packs and that'll be it. Um, so that's going to be specific to Twitter. No one else is going to be able to get that. If you go shopping at outsiders beard co, you won't be able to find the page. It's literally just going to be provided via the link on Twitter. So keep an eye out on that. The scent is incredible. Um, it is so snickerdoodle hazelnut brown sugar is what it is. And it's freaking money and um i like it i i can't wait to to uh let everybody who wants it to 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 check it out but it's it's going to it's not going to go away with the seasons it's going to be one of those things i'm just going to keep making it until it's gone but it's only going to be available through that link on twitter and i'm going to once it's available i'll have the link pinned to my twitter or to the outsiders beard co twitter so you can check it out whenever but that's the only way to get it bam so there you go exclusive beard bomb yeah just first just for twitter folks for the Twitter folks, so check that out. I'm I'm excited to give it a sniff. I wish I could grow a beard, man. Like yeah. my job, I cannot do it. But I think I'm about to. I think I'm about to shave my uh, goat into a mustache. Are you? Yeah, I, I shaved the goat for obvious reasons, but like I think I'm gonna rock a mustache for a little bit. Are you? Just, yeah. Just you feel like you're approaching 36. You're like it's mustache time. Yeah. Well, that and you know, I mean, I I, I don't like the goat look, but I also don't look like looking like I'm 15. You know what I mean? Cause I, I look really young when I shave completely. And so I was like, I'm just going to rock the mustache and let the beard grow back around or uh, out around it. And, uh, you know, what's weird. Anytime I grow a mustache, people be like, nice stash. Oh yeah. Like, people people weird, made fun like, of me too. I, I don't, get, I don't get it. Why people have to say something about it. There's this one guy at my job who's like in his forties or maybe even approaching 50, but like he's always rocked a mustache ever since yeah. I've known him. And when I grew mine out, he like acted like there was some kind of camaraderie between me and him. And he would like every day, like come talk to me. I'm like, you know, not many people could pull off a mustache, but you, you got a really good mustache, you know? And he would, it was like a camaraderie thing with him. And he wanted to come talk to me every day when I had the mustache, once I shaved it off, he quit coming and talking to me. (laughs) It was like this really bizarre thing. And I was like, what a weird dude. We have like three or four guys at my job because we can only have a mustache. That's the that's as far as the facial hair as we can have. Yeah. And they always have worn him since I've known him, which has been like four years now. Yeah. And the second I grew what everyone's like, nice stash. And I'm like, hey, this dude's worn one for years. Right. Why are we saying that to him? Right. I, guess, I guess it's just their age. I don't know. Well, yeah. and also, too, you got to you got to let them get used to it. You know, I, I guess it does take some getting used to. Yeah. It's such a, such a big transition. You know, it's a, uh, it's a big change. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. But, uh, it's fun stuff. So, uh, yeah. Outsiders beard co get you some great products. I, I, I can personally vouch for gentleman's tomahawk was one of my favorites. It's a, it's a solid when, scent when I, when I had the beard. So yeah, check those out while you can. Um, and all of our t-shirts, you can find them at pro wrestling forward slash Brian breaker. 
bbph.redbubble.com, whatamaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, Bane, mm-hmm. all of our podcasting buddies. A lot of them have shirt stores there as well. Yes. And uh, got right here the Arachnaman, the Hasbro style. You want that? Hit me up. We can make it happen for you. Absolutely. Pretty cool piece. Or if you just want the head and you can make your own elite figure, you can Ooh, do that as well. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.